This is Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready. We're about to live in your head rent-free. This is Cajun. And we're episode 208. North to Alaska. We're going north to Russia. On S, it's gold rush time. That's right. Johnny Horton. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that. Absolutely And love we it. are. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. And I'm Marcus. And I'm Cajun. As he said. And we have in the studio today... And I am friend. Andre. Yes, thank you. An extra guest. Mm-hmm. An extra guest. Thank you. Six. Andre the Giant. Yes. So, uh, Brother Andre here has uh, uh, decided to join us, uh, graciously so, and uh, he's been a fan of the show for some time. Absolutely, that's right. Mm-hmm. And a uh, good friend of, uh, of Francis and I. Absolutely. I have known Brother Andre for 15 years now. That's not uh, quite We go way time. back. Way back. Uh, but oddly enough, you're my newest friend here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By a long shot. By a long shot, yes. Uh, so. Anyways, so sorry to, to uh, uh, talk over the, uh, the the captain there. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Went a little backwards anyway today. Yeah, that's all right. That's but all right. It works. But now we're going to be talking about the gold rush and several other things. You've got silver cup and so forth and the effects it had on this country and the mm-hmm. exploration west and just how much it drove it and changed Basically, the economy of this country, I would say. I mean, we ended up with a lot of price gouging going on during these events by oh, some yes. people. Mm-hmm. That's the interesting part of a gold rush and, and what the Spanish found when they were basically over here just pillaging everything is you're not really making yourself rich. You're actually just printing more money. Well, it's kind of like today. Uh, those who end up with a, a lion's share of the new money Really, the main effect is to make everybody else poorer. You're right. Well, it, it drives inflation. It's yeah. inflationary. Yeah. It drives prices up. You're, again, you're just printing more money. Yeah. Uh, it happened to the Romans. You know, they would lower the silver content of the denarius and think they were doing something for the economy, but all they did was just drive prices up. Yep. It's kind of amazing too. This is this is a continuation of our manifest destiny stuff that we've been talking about, yep. Amer- yep. Uh, and yes. it makes people crazy. And I think that oh, yeah. that's one of the big lessons of this is, you know, the hum- human species can be tracked by its mm-hmm. madness. Gold fever. Yeah, well, that's correct. That's gold we, fever. We, we have the same fevers nowadays. We have the stock market, the, the day traders. Oh, yes. That's true. We the, just don't – it doesn't, it doesn't cause migrations. We have the migrations. market. We have Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, technology in general. Everything else. Well, that's right. Yeah. Now the, now we have global technology that doesn't require relocation. Well, mm-hmm. and the, the worst part, though, about the, the, the modern versions of the gold rush is that it, none of it's real. No. You know, uh, the yeah, stock no market, well, at least not physical. The only well, but, that, but yeah. again, it's not tangible. Yeah, you know, that's right. You can say the this stock is market is because you can get physical stock certificates, but it's still paper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's even agreed go- upon value. But then again, all of it is. All, as you yeah, say, all, all of it yeah, is. Even gold is really even just gold. An agreed upon. It's yeah. just a shiny rock. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is no s- inherent value in any of it. Because you can't eat it, you know. <laughs> no, that's why lead is more valuable. You can yeah. use it to get something to eat. Well, that's correct. That's very true. <laughs> this is true. Although true. you can't eat lead, that will that will definitely. Well, you be a can. You just have two one heads. One should not. That's one should. Yeah, but yeah. one shouldn't. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, because we forgot to mention, we are in a uh, new location in Studio F here. Yes, at the Baxter that's building. right. The Baxter. We're in the lobby of the Baxter Building rather than Johnny's game room. Well, that's or, right. Well, it's or a, Reed's a lab. much more mm-hmm. expansive down here. We just. Uh, 
uh, Her Majesty and I have done finally done a, a remodel of, of the of the place. We're sitting. And it looks up. very nice, by the way. The flooring, I love. Thank you, yes. thank you. Uh, yes. It's. Uh, I'm. I'm. I have to get her to listen to the episode. Uh, she's snoring in the other room, actually, which I'm oh, Well, now you can't get her to listen to the episode. No, no, no. Oh. She's a, we love our dear wife, and she can sleep as long as she wants because she's wonderful. Yes, uh, but you uh-huh. just said she snores. I, I meant that metaphorically. She doesn't really she snore. Metaphorically. She purrs. The, the, the oh, point God. being, oh, Lord. the house looks uh, awesome, Yeah. and uh, we're very, very comfortable kicking it here in the lobby of uh, the uh, Baxter building. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, we have some some secret hand signals going on here between Marcus and and Francis here. I think he's flirting. No, actually, I was admiring the beautiful blonde floors and then watched something crawl across it. Oh, okay. Uh, Ah, well, okay. But Uh, the reason I was admiring the blonde floors is I happen to have a very nice blonde kitten at at the house that would match this very well. Oh, I'm sure you do. (laughs) We can bring him over. No, He's wonderful, very sweet cat. Is this the one that jumped on you and sent you to the hospital? No, no, that was another one. I was going to say, that was a little... Kitten doesn't see... the dark. No, actually, she was the smallest of our cats at the time. Really? Put me in intensive care. I remember, yes, very well. uh, Yeah, I've got a nice picture of me on a ventilator. That's when you reinvented Uh, the catapult? Yeah. You would, you would have. Had no, you I not, didn't get a chance. I was going to say, yes, yeah, she took you out too quickly, yes. yes. Battle cat. Yes. Battle cat, yeah, yes. Love it, absolutely. Hey, yeah. who doesn't love He-Man and the Masters of the Universe? Come on, mm-hmm. we are of that age, gentlemen. We mm-hmm. should remember those. I was never a huge fan of, of, of He-Man. Really? I mean, that, was a, that was a touch after our cartoon watching days. We were in though. college. Mm-hmm. I watched it every afternoon when I was in college. You watched that. You watched G.I. Joe. You yeah, watched Thundercats. Yeah, giving up watching cartoons. No, I'll give you one better. Thundercats. Absolutely. Thundercats. Thundercats. Ho! Absolutely. This was the time when all that stuff was coming around. J. Michael Straczynski mm-hmm. was the writer, actually. Uh, well, you know, uh, Jack Kirby had a hand in a good number of those. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, He-Man right. and Thundercats. Uh-huh. Uh, Very much so. This is, this is one of the... All right, all right, all right. We're way off track <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Bring it back in. Down the damn rabbit hole we go. All it takes is Okay. We really need to get Rabbit Hole to sponsor this. Yes, show. Rabbit Hole yes. Distillery should should sponsor us for these Rabbit Holes. All right, we probably should start on the East Coast on this. Uh-huh. And Marcus was yes. giving us uh, several examples yes. starting off on the East Coast earlier. Maybe he'd be, like to elaborate to, where some yes. of these rushes started. There, there was a young 12-year-old boy in, in the Carolinas who was wandering through a creek near his, his uh, parents' farm or on his parents' farm and stumbled upon a nice gold rock. Apparently, close to 17 pounds of it. And the family used it as a doorstop for a number of years. Until Uh. Dad happened to show it to someone who was a jeweler at the time. And the jeweler recognized it as gold. And offered him the tidy sum of around 7 bucks, which would be about $71 nowadays, for this... This large gold nugget, and once word got out, then uh, it started with the Carolina Gold Rush, which lasted. And this uh, would be the late 18th century, right? The, the, the se- no, late 1700s? Uh, 1799. Right, that's. Up through 1840, yeah. when they, it started to trail off. And that's when they started exploring further west for more gold. Which is interesting <coughs> that, that it took that long after the country is founded as a country yeah. because. Uh, the original Western Hemisphere gold rush, as we talked about in the show prep, 
was in Brazil in, in Mexico, South Brazil, America. South yeah, America. Yeah, the Incas. <laughs> yeah. The Aztecs had some, but the Incas, Incas were, were the Incas real, were the yes. real ones. Uh, yes, the Spaniards uh, took as much gold as they could uh, mm-hmm. back to Spain. Well, which and reminds then, us of that great that great video game we played back in college, Seven Cities of Gold. Yeah. Oh yes, Seven Cities of Gold. Oh yes, yeah. we'll take your gold and leave you several diseases to wipe you out. Mm-hmm. You know, nice fair trade there. Yeah. Yes. Well, it has well, the added benefit of not only taking your gold but also mm-hmm. clearing the land for when you come back. But you know. That I mean, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same concept of with going out to the Sierra Nevadas for the third part of the gold rush, the one after uh, Georgia, and uh, you know, on that trip, you died of dysentery. Yeah, yeah, just like you know, you were a the, medieval soldier. You had a well, the Oregon Trail. Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, you know, then of course the gold rush that everybody thinks about in in this country, anyways, is the California gold rush. That's exactly. that is mail. That's yes. the big yeah. one. Yeah. So that's the big one. Eighteen forty nine. But mm-hmm. you know, there's also uh, the Black Hills. The black, the Black Hills, and the that's kind of sad. Yeah, that's I mean, sad. There, we relocate the Native Americans to the Black Hills. They find their gold there. Well, let's move them again. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, surprising we didn't move them after they found oil in all the places they've been on, or you know, hey, that's an awful nice casino there. Maybe we should move you out of there too. You know, I think it we're trying come. that in a few states. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we have a, this country has a horrible history of uh, of such things. Commandeering what doesn't exactly belong to you just because you want it, maybe. Well, I mean, the infamous Trail of Tears was a result of the foundation of gold in one of the rushes. Well, that's yes. exactly right. Yeah, because yeah. that's in the Carolinas. Carolinas. Moving, yeah, out of that's Florida and Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. yeah Excellent is. book to read, too, if you've never read it, Trail of Tears. Mm-hmm. Excellent book documenting all that. Yep. Yeah, it's it's one of Andrew one of the greatest shames of us as Americans, and uh, Andrew Jackson gets the blame for it. Not sure that's completely no, it's deserved. Just not it's entirely. Yes, it's it's entirely deserved. Yeah, I was going to say, well, and I know that. Yes, but I mean, I, I don't think it's entirely solely his. Correct. There's it, a lot it, of blame it, to go around. Yeah, he definitely gets the blame. I, I'm not saying. I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Uh, so there's go a ahead, lot go ahead, of Martin, because I know that you. I know well, this I just. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not a Jackson fan. And yeah, there was right. a lot of. You know, it's one thing to be this man of the people and you know portray yourself as old this, hickory knot, the, the westerner mm-hmm. and and all that and common common man, but he was a huge, you know. Yes, slavery is never going away. Right. Vile yeah. racist oh, yeah. to use your yeah. term, yeah. And then mm-hmm. the the Indian relocation that was like he didn't care. Relocate, die, whatever, right. get him out of there. Which was not uncommon across the general board at that day and time. I mean, they were right. seen as an enemy, basically, wherever yeah. exploration was pushing out towards. Right, and to be mm-hmm. fair, I mean, not, not to necessarily calling it fair, but you know, to to point out, yeah, um, what happened in this country, it, it sticks out as like, oh, this is just the most horrible sin ever. It's the same thing that happened. Everywhere, everywhere else, everywhere. That's right. That's if true. you go back far enough, it happened in Europe. It, ha- you know, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. They, they they worship a different tree than us. Let's get, move them out of that land. Exactly. Well, yeah. Whatever. Well, you know, back to the Womans, You know. Yeah. They were but the- we we carried on that tradition all the way through. You know, the 1940s with internment camps. I'm not saying mm-hmm. we didn't. I'm just pointing out that it, you oh, know, yeah. people yeah. act today like this is something unique to oh, us. No, no, it no, is no, not. No, no. they're just the latest in a long line of of such things. But oh, yes. And like you said with the Romans, you Human know, they come are... in, but then they would adapt that civilization into the empire. 
and become yes, part of the empire. That you know, so they took it one step better to their benefit. Yeah, eventually gave those people true. something of value. Eventually, even you though, became a citizen uh, uh, over time, and mm-hmm. that gave you benefits. That's and right. Privileges. Hail the empire! Hail, Hail the empire! empire. empire. That, that's part of empire building is to incorporate the the mm-hmm. people that you take in take in their traditions. That way they don't want to leave and rebel because it's part of their traditions are remaining. Make the world Rome in many yeah. respects. And we did not learn that lesson here with no. the Native Americans. No, 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 no by nor, any means. Nor did the British or and most of the Europeans during the colonialism period yeah. because they oh, were yeah. right. subjugation. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. the Brits were notorious for yeah, um, you're, you're not worth putting the effort yeah. into. Which, well, which, which leads and me we back can't carry that tradition on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did. Part of it's the, it goes back to, it really is a, a Form of the vile racism because that's, that's what mm-hmm. I was going to go. Where with we don't, where we did not do it, where the Brits did not do it, it is where they did not look like us. That's exactly, exactly. it, yeah. and that's why. And I'm curious if you guys agree with think that that is the way the Native Americans worked here. Were they cons- would in your in your opinion were they considered subhuman or invaders? Perhaps both. Um, I'm not sure. I think I just about invaders, inconvenient, inconvenient obstacles. Well, yeah. Whereas obstacles, whereas yeah, that's the Africans, the, the black, um, um, you know, yeah. The, yeah. they were considered subhuman by they law were, yes. eventually because mm-hmm. of the slavery issue. The Native Americans weren't treated that way. I'm not not to say. Oh that yes, they were. Well, they but they weren't enslaved. Uh, well, yeah, well, they we, were. We took we took, a di- we took a different approach. Well, that's we a, that's what I'm trying to point out. Is we that, took their children away. Well, that's the. Well, and put them into orphanages. Well, that's correct. And, and it, tried it, to make them white. Well, yes. Oh, you're, so it's an attempt at. Uh, so they were close enough that you could convert, whereas the black race mm-hmm. was not considered that. See, I'm trying to. I'm trying to show out the vileness of this entire. Well, I, I think with the native population, there was mm-hmm. also a history of alliance. Yes. yes. I mean, right. they were seen as convenient allies mm-hmm. until they weren't. Yeah, all the way back exactly. to Plymouth Rock. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you know, yeah. so the Brits and the French always, and you know, well, French try to enroll them as you know scouts and aides, mm-hmm. and you know, well, here, here's some trinkets. Be on our side. And then when they were inconvenient because we needed the land, it was well, you guys don't really own it. You're just wandering around in it. Here we'll give you something, and you can have this land that's farther away. Yeah, and it, it just take the useless land like Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly. It, it just sort of until we find what we want on it. Exactly. Yeah, until you're inconvenient mm-hmm. or yeah. under it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, well, yeah. I'm just I'm just curious why that was different. And is is it because and this is and this is going to hit Martin where he lives is because they were armed at one point. Well, I think that they they were capable of armed resistance. There was a, yes, that's part of it. You know. The Africans were captured, correct, yeah. and the and natives were, were never really captured. Yeah, they and were. so there was a little, a tiny bit of, you know, there was always sort of this noble savage kind right. of, and the, I mean, it's paternalistic well, portrayal. Well, yeah, and the, the relationship wasn't always antagonistic. Right, right. You know, I mean, you, you, when you look at the the, uh, uh, the story of the the pilgrims and the, uh, who who come over, and you know, the first story of Thanksgiving, which is total. The, the way it's generally taught is total BS. Oh, yeah. But, the, but there was a an element of cooperation at times. Mm-hmm. They got along. Other times, they most certainly did not. Yeah. So it also depends on which tribe of Native Americans. I'm glad you brought about. that up because even today, and I've done some work with many of the Native Americans over the years, and they ref- they resist, rightfully so, being clumped together in any fashion. Yes. I mm-hmm. am a 
Blackfoot. I am an Apache. I am mm-hmm. a Comanche. Whatever that tribe is, it, it, it is a that diversity is is something they very much want to hold on to because there there's a there's an enormous plurality of of customs and methodologies and also yes. stuff yeah. like that. Oh yes, I mean there's a major difference between the Cherokee here and the Apache or the Comanche out west. Correct. Yes, yes. Two much. totally different. And you know one thing that we fear too. Where do we learn guerrilla warfare? That we used in the real Revolutionary War and the Civil War, mm-hmm. we learned it from the Native Americans. Absolutely, yes, that's correct. Very much. So yes. we oh, had oh, reason yes. to fear what we learned from them and use successfully ourselves to help mm-hmm. gain independence. Yes, and I think part of the difference between the the way African, you know, blacks were treated uh, or Africans were treated, and the the Native Americans, were the fact that the blacks were owned. That's right. That's they right. were oh, absolutely. They were and absolutely the Indians, captured. Yeah, <coughs> the Indians weren't property. That's, that's exactly what I'm. That, that's I'm just looking at how we could be so evil in two separate different ways, and yet those things never really well, coalesced. In current day America, there's a great example. You, you know, we're talking about building walls on the southern border because right. of the mass influx of mm-hmm. illegal immigrants. If we look at the number of illegal immigrants in America we would be revolting against Canadians because there's more illegal Canadian immigrants than there are anybody else uh, as of a couple of years ago. But they look like us, so we're not quick to throw them Which out. Which goes back can to you, that original premise. Can you put a premise? source for that, Andre? Because I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but given the, the amount of the population in Canada and given the, the something on the order of... 20 million Mexican or it, well, I've heard, yeah. I've heard 10 to 15. Yeah. I can't, but I'll find it. Mexican South America these days. Yeah. I mean, it's been a vast migration up yeah. this way lately. Um, I'm perfectly willing to start uh, start going after the Canadians. I mean, that round <laughs> bacon and that weather... It's ham, get, damn it, it's ham. They're going to need to go back where they came from. With their damn beady eyes. Well, maybe I should have started saying collage at the beginning of this, and we should have retitled this episode, because oh, we've yeah. gotten way off yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, so I want to get back to California, because yes. I, yeah. that is the one everybody thinks of. And Alaska. I'd say and both Alaska. of those yeah, are Alaska. very big problems. Yeah, so I want to do Alaska as well. But California, of course, the... the you know, they stumble across gold at this little settlement, Sutter's mm-hmm. Mill. And originally it's like the Mr. Sutter, you know, who owned the place, was like, mm-hmm. keep this quiet because that'll destroy my land. He wanted to have a farm, a mill, you know, and that that was seen as the real gold of California is the agricultural potential. Right. Yeah. Long it's, term, it's, it is. It yeah. still is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, very and it, fertile. This land. is before California is a state. Mm-hmm. Right. But everything, this is what's interesting. It happened so fast. The word got out because the guy that they sent to, um, I guess it's whatever the c- capital was at the time, um, or to, to the, um, the officials, the, or whatever government officials there were, and they were kind of operating under, well, are we under Mexican law? Are we under U.S. law? What are we doing here? And it's all at the same time of the Mexican-American War. And we were like, well, you lose, so we're taking all your stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just this crazy all at once that there's you know 5,000 people in California. And then six months later, there's 100,000. Yeah, and there's enough to have ninety five of them are at Sutter's Mill. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, so you know, just take over the whole place. But what's interesting, again, this in this immediate moment of figuring out letting California in as a state, 
is the Compromise of 1850. And California writes their own constitution, sends it to Washington. We want to be a state, and we want to be a no-slavery state. Right. Yes. Which and that's with with Southerners moving there. Mm-hmm. Sure. And becoming part of this group that's writing the constitution for the state mm-hmm. and wants it to be a state. They, they wanted it to be a no-slavery state. Yeah. And but, you know, that's a, it's an interesting point because you're right. The Southerners, who, Southerners who've moved there, who no slavery, it's not necessarily that they were abolitionists, right? It's probably just because they were the poor white folks. That's that right. Were, were well, well, and it's not suited. Well, yes. it's not suited to cotton. It's not suited to yes. tobacco. Right. So, and that's so, kind of my. So point. it would have been pointless to have yeah. them anyway. Exactly. Exactly but my if, point. Yeah. Where they found it though in the Sierra Nevadas, it's right on the edge of what we consider the Nevada border towards yeah. Reno area and what yeah. have you. Um, very inhospitable country. Growing stuff is is a bear, uh, and what you ended up having was those that were pro-slavery in California moved with one of the next gold rushes into Oregon, and the state of Oregon was formed specifically with the intent to allow slavery. Right, to keep that balance. To keep that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so it, it influenced a lot of different things. As we moved with these gold migrations, the entire reason why California was even accepted in was the fact that it was considered valuable for the gold. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of money you can tax out of that. Uh, there is. <laughs> yeah. And then, again, you go to this compromise of 1850 and Henry mm-hmm. Clay and figuring out slavery and does this undo 1820 and the Fugitive Slave Act. Mm-hmm. And it turns, it, like you said, with Oregon and trying to balance all this out, and it turns into yeah. a giant mess that makes everything worse. So right. what we're saying is mm-hmm. uh, the discovery of gold in California accelerated the Civil, Civil War. War. It, it oh, absolutely, absolutely did. It absolutely oh, yeah. did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's only 10 years. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it, it yeah. breaks all of the, the, the things that were, I don't necessarily say keeping a balance, but kind of uh, keeping everything in, in a, a crappy equilibrium. Uh, that yeah. it was, and it yeah. destroyed the equilibrium. Yeah. Well, that whole, dis- the, you know, all those debates that they had and everything else with all those negotiations, I'm sure the the politicians and the people in the South were looking at that going, you know, what are they going to screw with next? Well, yeah, what that's, are they going to do to us? Yeah, that's why the Kansas yes. and Nebraska Act comes out. That's yes. why Stephen Douglas decides, no, this is not enough. We have to... Assert our independence, our Must rights. Assert authority. Authority, exactly yeah. right. And, and yeah. Clay is dead. Calhoun is dead. Webster's That's dead. And, and all that, that, that entire, and it's even deeper than that, I think, because those three men, for lack of a better term, very much understood the necessity of compromise to keep everything yes. together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the new generation after them, Douglas and the rest of them, Screw that. We Compromise to... became a dirty word. That's correct. Yeah. Which is kind of something. Well, we're you know, that's where we are today. We live exactly. exactly. It's, it's we're living same. in that post time. But you know what? There comes a time when compromise is a dirty word because compromise perpetuated chattel slavery. Yes. Well, you're right. It's, uh, it's and it goes back you to can that. make the argument yeah. that that you know maybe things worked out. In the best possible way, and that as few people died as possible, we'll never know that. Could it have been worse if the rupture had happened earlier? Could it have been worse if the rupture happened later? I don't know. But either way, 
we do know that that yeah. perpetuating the spread of slavery. Yeah, with with yeah. hindsight, we see it as inevitable. Yes. But mm-hmm. in the moment, at the time, Webster and Clay especially felt like as long as we keep the union together, we could work anything out. Well, that's, that's our best bet to have slavery die on the vine. Well, it also. But it was. It also keeps the status quo for them as well. Well, yeah, because Calhoun yes. thought the same thing for the opposite reasons. He yes. thought we can continue to perpetuate slavery yes. if we, if we can keep things compromised. If we can just get them to leave us alone and let us do our thing, let them do their thing. That's Calhoun's performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, and Calhoun was unrealistic. Well, yeah, he's Jefferson Davis is the same way. Yeah. Uh, he was remade. Well, again, I think that's a hindsight thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because you know, we've got that you know benefit of all those. Because obviously, backwards. when you look at twenty years later after the Civil War, you know you've got the cotton gin, and you've got all these other advancements that make slavery because slavery up into a certain. Yeah, originally, point, it's not super economically viable. It's not until the processing of cotton through the gin. That's when slavery becomes absolutely a economically horrible way to do things. Obviously, morally, it's always a horrible way to do things. Exactly. But economically, it doesn't make sense without the automation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes growing and harvesting cotton worthwhile, yeah. that you can dump it's, it into this thing. It's too labor-intensive otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we, we know the Civil War kind of broke the country up. But in a sense, between different sections and parts. But mm-hmm. I'm going to take and put out there that the gold rush to California helped bring the country together in a commerce sort of way. Yeah, it set yeah. the lines up for major commerce going mm-hmm. from the east all the way to the west coast yes. that just built and doubled and the railroads grew and so forth. Because it's a long way to take mm-hmm. a ship all the way around from the east side of the United yes. States to yeah, the west is, side. Yes. Yes. So in a lot of ways, we had a huge commerce built boost here when all this happened. Absolutely, yeah, because otherwise, uh, uh, there's nothing out there. Yeah. Everything's on the yeah. east. There's That's, nothing on the other side. But California, yes. it's a very good point because it drives again. It drives the migration, maritime, then migration. It drives <laughs> the idea of a canal at mm-hmm. the isthmus. Yeah, um, you know. So, and that's not. I mean, people always want to think every element of capitalism is is exploitative, but this really grew well, everything. And it it's, helped settle the country, too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people headed out that way that never made it that far so for right. various reasons. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but it, you know, it built everything up. When you talk about capitalism, you know, we have to be clear about this. Because uh, what, what most people think of as capitalism is really a market economy. Capitalism, which is uh, under the strict definition, is that laissez-faire kind of approach mm-hmm. to things. And yeah, it's even more simple than that, though. Go ahead. Preach it, brother. It's trading lower-valued assets for higher-valued assets. That's a market economy. That's my point. Because the the market because the market is uh, especially mm-hmm. you know when you talk about capitalism in that sense because. Uh, it really much is about trading goods. It's about people uh, creating businesses, right. you know, doing stuff. The free exchange of something I value less to you for something right. you value and, and I value it. And that sort of I got a $2 is, shovel. You give me $20 worth of gold so you can go dig more gold. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but, I mean, that sort of thing has been around far longer yeah. than the concept of capitalism. So, you know, markets are, uh, are, are, are a component of and, capitalism. And everything's a market. Mm-hmm. And, and everything, everything is, is a market. market. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I mean, you know, capitalism as in you know money, because that's what capital is, generally speaking, mm-hmm. and it's also labor. Uh, but I mean, 
the manipulation of, of things at that level uh, and uh, that laissez-faire attitude, that's, that's the unbridled capitalism. Because very few people, even I dare say Martin, oh, would really? not go for totally unbridled, unregulated As long as there were an understanding that once you sign a contract, you live up to it. And that takes the law. And that takes the law, yes. To back it up. And it does. You know, uh, as a big PJ O'Rourke fan, I'm a huge fan of his uh, writings on China Mm -hmm. at the time of the handover. Um, And Hong Kong being that that enclave uh, that's seen as a laissez-faire thing, but O'Rourke's position was hmm. it takes a lot of law and administration to make laissez-faire work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an irony for you. That's you know, right. So it's not like it was a free-for-all in Hong Kong, but it right. was you were free to enter into agreements, contractual agreements with anyone else, right. and exchange goods and services. I like to go. point out that the, the only true capitalism that you'll find is the black market. Yes. Well, that's true, and then, and you and you understand the results of that because exactly. the consumer always loses there, whereas in capital, well, maybe not long, always, long but term. often, yeah, no, often. not. You have to have a savvy consumer to come out good with right. the black yeah. market. Price, price is simply information, right? And as long as you got what you wanted for a price you were willing to pay, mm-hmm. that's there's correct. nothing to complain about. If you don't want to pay that price then you don't have to have that thing. Yet now where of course where black markets get completely screwed up is you know when when a government sets a price for something artificially low. Right. Wage and, and price controls. You know, but all a black market is is it it's just the information of what something is really actually worth mm-hmm. well, rather than a government well, set price. Well, and there's often on, a yeah, that's based on what people are willing to pay. There, but there's exactly. often an element of price gouging in a black market. Absolutely. And the wealthy always uh, do well in that because, you know, it, when you, it's And easy. that's the key. That's why you you don't set prices because those who can afford can pay any price don't care. Well, that's, exactly. and that's and therein lies part of the problem and more of the moral issues about that because it's okay if you're talking about you know you're negotiating on a luxury item things like that, uh, and, and but when you start talking about basic human subsistence and we can argue what that means when well, you know you when a head of cabbage bread, costs the equivalent of five hundred dollars that's correct that's, that's a problem that's right <laughs> that's that's one of the one of the problems with the the market that you're talking about here is there's nothing to prevent those with wealth, power, etc., from preventing the market can go wild depending on spot supply and demand. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's a moral duty that government has at a point like that on certain items and certain things to pre- to prevent the ability of the poor to starve. We, toilet we paper. Have, and that's, toilet paper is a great example. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. Well, and what and I'm talking about is the difference being what's the approach government should take. Well, I, 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 you know, obviously the manner and how that is done is, is what is yeah. open for debate. Well, that's right. Because Do they make it worse or by stepping aside, can they make it better? Uh, it, it, it's not a black. I don't think it's an either it's or. Exactly right. It's not it's, an either or. It, it depends on the circumstances, and, and that's what it always comes down to. Because otherwise, and, you're going to uh, find yourself waiting in line for toilet paper like they did in the Soviet Union, and the, oh, a few years ago. Well, uh, that's right. You could be an innovator yeah. and create the bidet 
and then make the toilet paper market the days are just evil come on man <laughs> hey i got a whole supply of corn cobs i'll sell them to you for fifty dollars for a 50 pound bag and, and that's an see now that's an interesting that's, point because that's an entrepreneur circle, i want to circle use that to circle back around to our topic of the day <laughs> uh, because the gold rushes very much create the equivalent of a black market. Very much yeah. so. Yeah, because yeah, there yeah. is very because li- if you think about where all the gold rushes yeah. happen, they're almost always in places that are not yet states mm-hmm. that have very little law, almost no regulation. Right. And again, that was a huge part of what happened in California. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're trying to figure out does Mexican law apply here? Does American law? Well, we're militarily occupied. Or, or, or do we agree with like Deadwood is a great example. Of the yes, I, was gonna, that's the, I know that's where you're going. Perfect example yeah. of it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's it's basically whatever we agree on, but nobody tells us what to do. You know? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, because there's no structure thing, there. Another thing that you have to consider with all of these gold rushes is because of the technology for mining at the time, which was rather simplistic, either hoses, washing away off the hillsides, right. and what have that's you. All these these gold rushes are very short lived, especially for the individual. Yeah, the individual yes. well, for seeker. The individual, yes, but yeah. I mean the California gold rush started in '48, was over with in Northern California by '55, and well, then they yeah. kept moving further and further out. Still, well, until you get to the point where you're mining as opposed to until, sifting the river. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, panning for gold, which, where, which was yeah. relatively recent. When you move from the sluicing and the panning to yeah. large-scale mining. Uh, yeah, companies that are blasting and, uh-huh. and really bringing in heavy equipment. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's where the real A good the real example of that is. industrialization. Visually yes. speaking, is the movie Pale Rider. You remember? That's one yeah. of the things that uh, that is going on. Yeah, pressure washing. Mm-hmm. Pressure washing, that's that sort of thing. Pressure like washing. And it really, yes. it illustrated very visually just what exploitation. All right, all right. Let's take a break here. It's about that time, and maybe I can get you monkeys back on track here after the break. That's right. It's time for bourbon break. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Oh, my ice has melted. Oh, my goodness. I'm hoping this bloometh out very very well. I don't even remember what I poured, actually. No, I do remember what I poured. Because we all poured the same thing, didn't we? No, no, no. Uh, not all of us. But I, oh, I want to make a, a, a shout-out to Brother Andre over here because he has bought, brought us an amazingly good bottle of Colonel E.H. Taylor. This uh, is a note to all you listeners out there. If you want to bribe your way no, 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 into no, no, the... No. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say yeah, where to yeah. get it. If, yeah. you, <laughs> if you want to bribe your way into the sessions here, buy a good bourbon and offer it. That's right. We, we'll, we'll have you a microphone yeah. set up, and you can come on in. Yeah, that's, and that's right. It's, Locally, E.H. Taylor is one of those yeah. like Holy Grail ones that's on yeah. allocation, and hardly any of the big stores have it. That's right. Price. But right. you know, uh, and and thank God for yeah. Andre. He's 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 figured out. Yes. He's got he has found a source. He's got a, he's a connection. Yeah. He's connected guy, and he's and he's yeah. and his bounty he has brought with us here, and that's what I'm working on right now. Uh, I had some spherical ice. I didn't make enough of it, but I did have enough for at least for us to trial that, and that's what I'm. Uh, Martin, you just down what you had is that what you're drinking yes the age taylor i want to get i want to get it got some then so i can sniff yeah oh uh pass that around to marcus uh, pass that that around to the emperor so he can i gotta stick my nose into this since i since i don't imbibe and folks you can't see it but that's a heck of a snozz it it is that is jimmy Durante would be proud i want to get a little cajun uh input with his taste buds but E.H. taylor uh, awesome citrus. Oh yeah, smooth, smooth, mm-hmm. mellow, uh, buttery, 
Do you get? Yeah, that? I, I, I can see that. I don't get butter, but I think that's in the finish. That, that's some anise alliteration behind the citrus. The finish, yeah. yeah. There you go. And it's the, it's got a lubricity. I love that word. It's a Martin word, but I have to use it. It's a word boner. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's 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 it, it's got that it, that finish. You're exactly right. It is unique. It is very yeah. unique. That's 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 it. It, it very much high end shit. Yeah, yeah, you you definitely get that citrus uh, early, uh, yeah. even before you, you let it bloom yeah, it, with the ice. It's, it's yeah, mine was air. fully bloomed um, when I drank it. I'm so. getting a bit of cherry on the backside of it too. Really, I can see oh, that. Oh, excellent! I can yeah. see that. Well yeah. done. Yeah, um, I'll have to take another drink when when uh, the emperor hands it, it back to me. And I it definitely has a, a a nice sweetness uh, yeah. uh, to go that uh, with that citrus up front. And it does have a really nice finish because it's interesting because a lot of bourbons it, it only hits you in one place or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of them will hit you with, in the mouth with that Kentucky kiss. Sometimes into the sinuses, uh, you get a lot of that that initial flavor uh, in the mouth, yeah, obviously, definitely. Uh, definitely. But it does have a nice finish with a nice Kentucky hug going down. Uh, the, the nice and warm road. without yeah. burning. Without burning, I didn't, yeah. I didn't get a whole lot of that. Most no, of mine stayed in my mouth. It's yeah. it, it, it takes. It, it's a slow, slow. Yeah. Mine is fully bloomed. It kind of creeps yeah. on down. But, yeah, I'm getting that cherry on the tongue well after it, that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It has an interesting past. spice mix to it. Yeah. Really? Uh, like What's the mash bill on it? Kind of like an allspice almost. It's yeah, not. Yes. It's like a mixture. Yeah, it is. But I'm I'm getting a touch of ginger. Perhaps, really? and and yes, I agree with you on that. It's kind of an all spicy kind of thing. That that particular mix of spices. Yeah. Does anybody know what the mash bill on this is? No, no, no uh, we'd have to. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure it's available online somewhere. It is a uh, a Buffalo gonna... Trace product. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's good though. I mean, it's it's really. And I that, see why it's it's hard to get because it yeah, is really I mean, good. And you're is. not a Buffalo Trace fan, as a general rule. Well, mm-hmm. that particular bourbon. That particular bourbon, not but, not the you know the yeah the distillery. The distillery, fine. you yeah. know, has several brands. Yeah, no, I'd, uh, I'd consider that a quite a good. A yeah, good this bourbon. is one of certainly one of the best that we've done. I would think mm-hmm. it, it's the so. shit, yo. That very very <laughs> well put though. Kudos it's to, well put together. Kudos to Brother Andre for it is. That and in. now this is what was it? Uh, an eighty-nine proof? Somebody said one hundred and one. I thought. No, that's no. that's no, what that's what you've got. Which which Andre is not drinking what he brought. You've got something different. Yes, I have the Wild Turkey one hundred and one. So let's hear your thoughts on because we've talked about it on the show before. I, I'm interested to hear your. Have we had the one hundred and one on the show or just regular Wild Turkey and Long yeah, Branch? We, um, we have, have had one hundred and one because this is my second bottle. Okay, when <laughs> we we trounced the other one. Some time ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, you can't go wrong with any wild turkey. Well, that, they're, that's, all, that's, they're all good. We had the wild turkey right before we started in on the old foresters. That's mm-hmm. correct. And that's correctly. kind of that's kind of the one that we we I mean, we just blew through it. We just we, we I yeah. think yeah. Uh, okay, the E. H. Taylor is a four grain mash bill. Okay, corn, rye, wheat, and malted barley. Ooh, so they're not right, saying okay. what the exact amounts are for. That's kind of unusual because you wheat, don't usually right. do rye and wheat. So no, little, it's little. one of their rare. It, it's a select for each E.H. Taylor. Yeah, you know, that malted well, barley is showing up quite a bit. Well, it's, yes, it's you needed. Know, that's your yeah, starter. Well, and you know, I mean, in a lot of bourbons, you know, yeah, uh, well, there's always it'll always be there because that's your your starter. Right, but what I'm what saying is, it seems like it's it's about this? getting good did we do? a bigger play. Yeah, in, in a lot of the craft ones. So, to the wild turkey 101, I asked. Uh, Someone to just pour me a glass of that would be selection, me. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I, I told him I didn't want to know what it was, so I could experience a bourbon 
without expectation. And the Wild Turkey 101 is what I ended up with. I would have, n- I would have never gone into a store and bought that. But uh-huh. Really? Yeah. But I wouldn't have either. It, you know, I just associate the Wild Turkey brand with, yes. you know, a, a, not not a lower label, but a mid-range bourbon. And when I sipped it, I, I started getting notes of something I couldn't identify. And someone mentioned a pear. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. I can't not taste that. That's right. It, yes. And, it, and it's uh, and as it blooms, it it becomes very soft and. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Wild yes. Turkey is one of our favorites. It yeah, really yeah. is. And it's at, at the price point, it, it's yeah. super hard to beat any it really of the Wild is. Turkey uh, it, stuff. You know, and to be to be honest, it would be one that if you were to offer that to guests, they would love you. Because it's 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 definitely that type it, of a thing. Yeah, it's that well, soft, it's, sweet. It's uh, definitely not as refined as the E. H. Taylor, though. That's correct. That's right. There together. is a difference. It, it's the E. H. Taylor's much more uh, blended, put together, and finished. It, it, it's than, more complicated, complex. Yes, yes it's, it's complicated. Than, it's than, than, than the turkey. That's right. Um, okay, uh, for the nose on this one, um, this one. From Breaking Bourbon, overview. From the nose, butterscotch, caramel, warm baked multigrain bread. Um, hints of licorice, dried raisins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the palate, dried that. raisins, lightly charred oak, vanilla all up front. Uh, That's almost by default, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The finish, vanilla, light tobacco, leather, white pepper. And you an, see the white pepper, yeah. And an That's apricot. Maybe that's what I was picking on. Yeah, it's yeah, a cherry. It was apricot. apricot. Cherry, yeah, because it wasn't yeah. quite cherry. I knew it was a fruity on yeah. that yeah. I was picking up a, on the finish. but so, Well, C- Cajun and Martin seem to have the most developed palates uh, amongst mm-hmm. us. Uh, although Martin's, I mean, Robert's pretty daggone good most of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, you I know, giving woke. up the soft drinks has really made a difference. I've, yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've I've mean a lot. people would that. say that it doesn't matter, but I tell you what. It does. I taste stuff. Getting that super sweet. Out of your out of your diet, and you know what? It's really the, it's really is the dark soft drinks, the yeah, the, right. the cokes and the Pepsis, because I have not because I you know I, I have gone back to my Michigan roots, and I I will have the occasional uh, Verners or Fago. Love the Verners, and uh, it is. I, I had a I was talking with somebody at uh, when I had uh, blood work done, and uh, mentioned how uh, I'd given up soft drinks. I, I forget how it came up. Mm. I said, you know, I said, well, you know, I, I still drink Verners and Fago. Uh, but you know, I don't really count those in the same category. And she's like, you must be from Michigan. It's like, oh, yes, <laughs> I am. That was fast. Uh, be, well, she was, too. Was she was from Michigan as well. She was fast? Down the rabbit so, hole we uh, go again, gentlemen. But uh, it, it's, oh. it, it is amazing. Uh, and, and I really think it is the dark, oh, heavy. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I've cut those out, I still drink frescas, which I've got one here right as a matter of fact. How about a fresca? Well, now, yeah, I'm going to flip you one different on that. Mexican Coca-Cola with real cane sugar, yeah. I have found, can actually enhance followed behind bourbon. That's mm-hmm. right. I mean, Don't mix I would, them. I would believe that, yes. You, you know, I've used you that as a chaser. Up as a chaser yeah. And the real cane sugar, the caramel flavor mm-hmm. to it can actually enhance us. Well, and I think bourbon. because it's real, it's not. It doesn't have high fructose in it. Yes. That's yes. what kills everything these days. Um, while we're on bourbon break, I want to do a little bit of a shout out. Um, Copper and King, uh, one of the local craft mm-hmm. distilleries. Yep. They had a tasting last night at uh, Cox's Liquors out on Bardstown Road at uh, Watterson Trail. Not far from here. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eastland Shopping Center. Uh, yeah. And um, it, 
uh, of course, you know, as with all tastings, it's just it's neat. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. And uh, uh, went out there, and I ended up buying a bottle. Uh, he said it. The MSRP is ninety. Uh, they had it on sale for uh, I think it was forty nine. Oh wow. Uh, well, they. The Cox is there. Their regular price was fifty nine, so I'm not entirely sure he had the right MSRP. Well, Cox is usually still, a good price. Uh, yeah. Yes, they're, yes, they are very good. Yeah, uh, and the the bottle was uh, the, the bourbon was very good. Uh, it, it was one of those ones you know, like a lot of them when you when you try them neat, uh, you get a little bit of that harshness up front that is takes a little bit of. That's why, especially blowing the the, the ethanol off of the the, the glass right. neat is very important. Uh, but it was very good. And I could is one of those things. It was 111 proof, and it was one of those bourbons that uh, that'll put hair on your nipples. It will. Oh yeah, at neat. Uh, I I had to shave my nipples before I came in today. There's something we should. uh, Can I watch next time you do that? Okay. Skip it. I need a bull whip right about now that can reach out. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, it it was one of those bourbons that I look forward to trying on ice because I think it is one that is going to what was I, I missed what was the brand what was the uh, copper and king copper and king okay mm-hmm. that that's yes. the that's the actual brand that's not yeah, that just, is the, the, yes. not just the company but it's fairly widely available I've seen it in uh, Kroger yes. yeah I, exactly I want to yes. make sure uh, and it not, is a we've good not featured price. it yet yeah, no we, we have not, not. So, I, I do have a bottle at home I was gonna say, one, of, next one of the six unopened bottles I have sitting at the house well I'm assuming then the next time that we're at Studio R this is going to be featured quite Quite possibly, yes. I, I was thinking about doing a flight uh, like, oh, like yeah. Cajun did. Cajun has set the bar for that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was quite good. Yeah. Because now there are a couple that I will not open until books are done. Understand. I've got my Hemingway um, upstairs that's going to get cracked. I, I'm get saving published. the Yellowstone Select for the fiction book. And I think the Knob Creek uh, that was 10 years it's in the bear. Yeah. That's, that's, some, uh, that's and at 120 serious. proof. I think that I'm going to open up uh, when I publish the Oh, yeah. Uh, that's some serious good stuff. Yeah. That's right. And uh, so there's the Copper and King, uh, the New Monk's Road that I just got for uh, for uh, for me. Uh, Cajun already had a bottle, but I picked him up a second bottle. Now, which yes, the price was, was very good. Now, which, which so version good. of Monk's Road is this? Is single barrel. Single, single barrel. barrel. Yeah, okay, it's not, that's what I thought. I, I, if I'm going to try and talk the lady at Kroger's into selling me the Fifth District bottle uh, a little cheap, because she says she's had it for two years and has not sold. Hmm. Uh, I was gonna say it sounds like a deal time. Yeah, and that's what I said. You know, so I'm hoping to to work on that. Um, So let's see, Copper and King, Fifth District. Oh, Old Granddad, one fourteen. We've done yes, that yes. before, yes. Oh, we have that. we? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking we have at, not. At okay. Studio M. That's right. You had it. That's right. I yeah. know. I have a bottle of. I know you have a bottle in the collection, but that hasn't been opened yet. See, I I, I don't mm-hmm. remember having it myself. I don't know that I tasted. You it. didn't. I okay. Did. Okay. Bjorn uh, Bjorn had that. That's right. We did that, and it, it was before leaving for the it, land it of the was, rising sun. It was mm-hmm. potent. It was well, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk about hair on your nipples. Yeah. Well, an old granddad. You know, that's not one you normally think. It's like you know what you're talking about, Andre, with the paint. The water is what I think of, but, but no, it's 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 good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the regular old granddad is fine. It, it, well, it's, yeah, you know, it's still good, good solid, inexpensive bourbon, like very old Barton. Well, the interesting thing JW about the one fourteen is that they had it on sale. I got it for twenty five ninety nine. That's excellent. Yep. That's a good price. So that's the main reason I picked it. I was like, holy crap! Yeah, because it is a. It, it, you know, so anyways. Uh, the guy there, uh, he uh, talked about the show. He's looking forward to. He's gonna listen. Uh, okay, cool. So, and of course, being a guy, you know, we didn't exchange names because we don't think about that. You know, uh, 
but if he's listening, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, look forward to reviewing the Copper and Kings on the show next time. Uh, matter of fact, I may take it to um, Marcus's because we have to take our own bourbon to his place. This is true. Well, uh, I'll have some. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. you don't drink, so you know, we don't necessarily have to, to, to shell out for all of us. But. Well, I mean, most of mine I shipped over to my son in the Netherlands. So, right, right. Uh, that's all right. So, we, we can, we, if, we, if each of us brought a bottle, we're, we're plenty yeah, well taken. We, oh, yeah. we would so is that a smuggling thing, or was it very expensive to get through customs, sending no, no, booze over pack, to him, or just it, bag it and send it? Pack it in a, a thing. And I didn't know what regulations was for doing no, something no, like it's, that. It's, it's perfectly fine. Uh, there are special uh, cases mm-hmm. so that you can pack it into your luggage. has to go in the checked bag. Yeah. Uh, but that no, was wonderful. So, and we, we should say thank you to the lady of the house. Oh, yes, that's right. Her Majesty just arose and brought uh-huh. in... Uh, uh, Hello, Her Majesty. Yes. Hello, Majesty. Oh, no, no, she's been up since sunrise, hard at work. That's what are you talking about? Uh-huh. Love you, so, baby. So you've got a pile I of unopened... I have a pile of... Oh, and yeah, um, <laughs> oh, and the regular Yellowstone. Yeah. That's, that's I think, yeah. the other one. Uh, and I also have a special bourbon coming from Michigan. Uh-oh. Cool. Um, that is, you know, I... Normally, I don't like to call things made out of state. I, I was going to question that. But I was yeah. going to say, yeah, that's legally, not it's bourbon. It's it whiskey. Legal, well, legally, it's bourbon. Yeah, we have to make that. Yeah, but as uh, Stephen Fonte said, we all know that ninety-five uh, percent of the bourbon is made in Kentucky, and ninety-five percent of all the good bourbon is made here. Uh, that's right. Like what is hundred percent? Not always right. good bourbon. What was that? What is legal is not always right. That is true. No, but there are a few questions. gems out there, though. There, there are, are a few gems there coming are. from the states. In fact, we tasted several at the Bourbon Festival. We did. From yes. local yeah. surrounding states. Yeah, yeah, I've got one to taste because I won a an auction for oh, bourbon. Oh, that's right. And so I've got a pile of unopened bottles, including one uh, OKI reserve that's like supposed to be blended Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana stuff. Interesting. That we'll try. Yeah. Um, plus a bottle of Russell Rye, mm-hmm. and in a recent trip to the Holy Land, I picked up a bottle of Baker's. Oh yeah, which Baker's we, seven, which is hard to get up. Which here. we have not tried that. I don't really. Think. I think I've seen that in several places. I, I think Cajun has a bottle. Cajun has no, a I mean, bottle. I have I've seen one, that yeah. in stores. It's, it's starting to show up a little bit. I saw some, uh, but it it, it it disappears quickly it up here. Depends on where you're going. Well, it, yeah. it's like we, you know, I shared with you guys a picture of a. A little haunt that, that we freaked. I need to get the there. Yeah, because your uh, picture didn't show prices because it no, wasn't. No, it, d- it didn't because the prices are actually sitting on the top of the shelf. Yeah, so because I want to um, see what the prices are in some of those. Yeah, they don't work like four blocks from there. Yeah, so it's not yes, exactly. Well, I drive past it there, every day. Yeah, I I get it. Explore little hidden gems throughout the the region and the city and uh, and I think uh, Andre, I think I'm going to swing by that that liquor store. Uh, yeah, I'm positive I've been in there. Now it was before we were really scoping out the bourbons like we like we do now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I'm gonna have to swing by there and see what. Uh, I think gems you're gonna be there tonight. I am. I'm going to be. You know, I have to tell Mrs. Robert that uh, we need to make a small detour. Uh, not much of a detour. It's just across the street yeah. Yeah. before we turn to your place. So. Oh, and my latest bourbon acquisition a couple of weeks back, me and my uncle, we went down to Peerless, Peerless oh, yes. Distillery and yes. did the tour down there. And I brought back a home with their rye, bottle of their rye. I was really impressed with their rye products. Peerless it takes a very good really rye good to impress do. me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they also have some excellent single barrel stuff that they pull out it's always different all the time that they sure. bottle it and do down there mm-hmm. and uh, it's the only place you can get it down there so i was impressed with them and the quality and we tried the rye. their their rye and bourbons at, at 
Bourbon Fest, yes. didn't we? Yeah. I'm yes. sure we did, yeah. Uh, we've well, not yeah. had any on the show, but we've tried it, and I'm anxious to have a real glass of Peerless. And yeah. That's and one really of those ones it. that have been, you know, you see on the shelves. Yeah. It's like, if I didn't already have so many, you know. Yeah. And, I, I've well, really I, and I already had a bottle of the uh, Peerless, the, the weed it. Yeah, the regular yeah. one. That's but right. this um, is the bottle I picked up. Yeah, Cajun's got so many, we haven't even begun. <laughs> so Cox's, uh, hi- highly recommend, if you're in this local area, go to Cox's because... Mm-hmm. Um, a useless Francis fact. Can you tell me what that building used to be? Oh, oh, I, I, I have a no staple idea. of Louisville area Francis? ice cream. Ola's ice cream is what that building used to be sitting there. That's right. My grandfather took me in there many a time when I was That's a child under ten. Very much Which, so. Yeah. That was an Erlers for so so yeah. long. Wow. When we were driving. Yeah. Now you only get Erlers at events like the state fair oh, okay. conventions uh, where they come out. Bellarmine Games. There, there is, and they, there's downtown. the one left. Okay, there's we actually two. There's, there's two. There's one at uh, Bargetown Road, and Taylorsville Road, but that's a recent thing. Yes. Okay, uh-huh. Main Street. Yeah, it's uh, on Main on Main yeah. Street. And there's one on Main right Street, at, right? So uh, they were Brooke. out of the retail business for yeah. a long time. Yeah. They were part of only my wife was so excited when they opened up the delivery store. store. Absolutely, they, they were, and, and mm-hmm. they were also involved in a lot of the. Uh, you could get them at the uh, at uh, um, at the. the Convention shows, convention shows and, stuff and football games, a lot of because they went kind of in that stealth mode outside of retail. But now they're back, and I mean it's great stuff. I mean, I, oh, I remember, is. oh yeah, I remember getting that. It's a it's a Louisville staple that I'm glad never mm-hmm. truly went away. There was always one on Dixie Highway. Oh yes, well that's for Sister Beans. Uh, now it's called the Well. I will always refer to it as Sister Beans, but that's what Sister Beans was. Was yeah, an Earl's ice yep. cream is really some good stuff. Yeah, so, on, yeah. on New Cut. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah. And, um, and Dixie Highway. They, had oh yes, and Dixie right? Highway. Yes, sorry. They, they so, dominated the ice cream market back in the seventies yeah. when we were yeah. all kids. But then later was Vietnam Kitchen, and mm-hmm. then Vietnam Kitchen moved. So, uh, but back to the Coxes because yes. uh, I want to point out they had to stop. Um, one, I didn't say a word. I know, I know. Your uh, mind is as bad as mine sometimes now. Yeah, Don't try well, to deny it. Well, look at the people I hang out with. It's uh-huh. you know, Okay, you got a point there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a bottle of, uh, um, not the Wilderness Trail, uh, Town Branch. Yes, there's a bottle of that. Uh, out of Lexington. It yes. opened at my place as well. The Town Branch was $30. That's a good price mm-hmm. on it. I damn near picked that bottle up. Is it usually 36 to 38 Kind yes, of that same price point as Yellowstone. Yes, yeah. um, we, had, we have uh, featured that before. Haven't bottle we? of Town Branch. No, we uh, haven't. Okay. We've, we've we've not opened my bottle of Town Branch, and yeah, maybe I'm a, thinking about when you bought it. You talked about it. But I, I know I've had it. I, just can't, I can't remember if we had it at your place one time or not. No, no. not Town Branch. I, I I've, I've never kind of sworn I've had it, but so it's one of those ones that I, I've looked at many times and wanted to get. Um, they had a bottle of the uh, the. Uh, the, the Long Branch. Uh, oh, which is very excellent, yes. I want to say that was at $40. Yeah. That's a little high for that one. And that is a wild turkey product. And too. that is a wild turkey product. Kind of know the, that. It's in the zone, but it's maybe a touch. Mm, that is yeah. the Matthew McConaughey. He's the one. Symbol yes. brand, Long Branch, his uh-huh. personal. Yeah, he's, he's got his signature on that. And we've tried it. I think I tried it first yes. out at your place. Yes. yes. I'm very I'm very yeah. high on it. Yeah. Yes. I, that was a fairly sweet mm-hmm. bourbon. Uh, it was. For the proof of it, yes. Yes. Does uh, it, who, who of us has it besides Cajun? Doesn't somebody else didn't I had a bottle. I finished it, but. 
well, we, okay. hey, that's okay. that, 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 it's hey, gone now. It's a bad badge of honor. So is mine. To finish off, that's right. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of one of my next purchases. It's that's what's one of my intentions yeah. is to have that on hand. Yeah. Because all right, you monkeys, I'm taking the football away, and yeah, that's you right. can't <laughs> figure that out. We probably will be wrapping this break up, don't you? Saying yeah, back we, to the we, rest. We, we probably on. should. I do want to mm-hmm. ask one question though of Brother Andre, since uh, uh, he he's not really been part of all of the other bourbon schools. What's your go-to bourbon? Mm. It depends on what's on the shelf at the time. but uh, Well, certainly, yes. If, if you were to buy one and you say, I'm going to buy my perfect one that I want to buy. Mm-hmm. Woodford. Yeah, it's Woodford good. is just a good... Uh, Regular Woodford, day. the double oak. The... I have a double oak that I haven't opened yet because of recommendations I heard here. Right. And I want to save it for a special occasion with special people. So we'll be cracking that tonight? Sure. (laughs) Uh, That'd be pretty good, yeah. Because you've given me two signed Woodfords. They're upstairs, and they're uncracked, and they plan on staying that that way. Those bottles we we got for the Kentucky, they were the Kentucky Derby anniversary bottles. Mm -hmm. They were signed by the old distiller, the new distiller, and the artist that designed the label. Yeah. Oh, very nice. And uh, we have two of those at the house as well, and those shall remain uncracked. Exactly. That's one of the things. uh, So if you have access coming back around again, you know you have to pick up more bottles this time if you want to come back, huh? Uh, well, right. it, it, it took an act of Congress <laughs> to get that many because they were they were sold a limit of uh-huh. one oh, yeah. or two That's why you take purchase. multiple people. We were highly no, we, grateful we, to get to We bought it, those. took it out to the car, got back in the line, and did that six times. There you oh, go. Yeah. And luckily, got, we're able to get all the purchases. And you have to let us know when it happens so we can all come tromping oh, in as absolutely. a troop. A okay. troop of gorillas, I guess. Uh, it's yeah. a, I really should have brought that down so we can kind of ooh and ah on, on all that. Maybe we'll well, do if you bring it down, episode. it's going to get open. This does remind me, for when Pappy gets distributed at the different stores with all the lotteries, yeah. we need to split up or show up in groups. Which should be happening sometime in the happen, next few weeks exactly. here. Exactly. Yes. We, need, we need to get together so we can improve our odds. Yeah, uh, there are a couple of uh, local charities, uh, Center for Courageous Kids. Uh, mm-hmm. My, my mm-hmm. daughter uh, volunteered there uh, several summers, and so did so did uh, uh, the uh, the the, the, the Prince. Mm-hmm. They are doing a two hundred and fifty dollar a ticket raffle of uh, mm-hmm. six different bottles of Van Winkle. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the Pappies, and, and of course the Rip. And you know, it's a great right. fundraiser because people will pay it. Supposedly, the bottles mm-hmm. have a value of fifteen grand. Yes. Now I'm not going to spend the two hundred. Yeah, I was going to say I'm choking two hundred. But if I were to win, you know, as much as I would love to, to keep a bottle, of pa- I'd sell those. Yeah. SLPs you know how many other bottles you could bottle buy. of Pappy, fifteen grand. I think I can tell you which way I'm going to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and can you yeah. figure out what I'm going to do I'm, with it? There's uh, a lot of bills. Uh, it's getting opened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. as long as we get to be there when that happens, <laughs> yeah. because it happens. Oh, yeah. Although I will say, you know, when uh, at your father, your former pastor has some of that on hand, and uh, your first time at his place, you get one. I've gotten it twice. So I must really be on his his good list. Either that, or you just didn't remember the first yeah. time. Well, I'll take whichever way it goes. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I, I'm going to have to remind him. Uh, don't give Francis any more of the pappies. He's already <laughs> had it twice. All right, that's yeah, that's right. I, I've outed myself. I yes. probably shouldn't have well, done that. Well, depend, depends on the the, the particular. I was going to say for the right thing, reasons. Because, because that's there right. Are, there are a number of different. You know, styles of pappy. Yes, you know, I've heard uh, people say that the 18 is better than the 23. No. Uh, no, no. Uh, that's I've heard that opinion from several people. Interesting. I can't say one way or the other because I've never had the chance to have compare you, them. Have, uh, have you ever heard the saying that uh, opinions are sort of like buttholes? Uh, yeah. You can Everybody say asshole. Is, yeah. you can say say asshole. Everyone has one, and most of them stink. 
Yes. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, so, right, no, so anyway, we're back and wrapping this yeah. break up because we probably just about, about enough time to hit Alaska and then kind of pulling it all together. No, I think you're exactly yes. right. Yeah, let's Agent, can I ask you for a favor before yes. you uh, herd the monkeys? Would you uh, grab my cane from behind you there? What end of it do you want? Yeah, I think it's inspired. <laughs> yes. yes, for yes. whatever reason, Martin has decided he's old, so he has to carry. Oh, me. he is old. They're, We're all old. old. Come I, on I, now. I, I, I'm officially this. This is official Decrepit. from my doctors. Doctors orders. Uh, for my neurologist, I am supposed to officially use a cane or a walking stick from now on. All right. So. See there. You, well, you have a medical reason. Yeah. Martin just does it because he's cool. Well, yeah, Mar- he's Martin cool. has his. He has his. Ailments, yeah, and I've had both knees replaced already, yeah, and it does benefit me to use one quite often mm-hmm. as we get into this time of the year and the temperature's cooling down. I yep. do feel it and yes. become Mike, a little more unbalanced. Yes, yeah. I know I'm already unbalanced, fellas. You don't that's, have to add that's that. That's a to whole it, different thing. I admit it freely. Yes, well, and my doctor says I probably will avoid surgery. So, and that's a good thing. I want to say, Andre, aren't you scheduled to have knee replacements? I have a consultation this Thursday for knee replacement at the beginning of the year. I was going to say, because you're mm-hmm. going to do it in January. Now, you're going to do both of them, right? No, the reason I'm pl- doing January is uh, uh, Mrs. Andre has to have a knee replacement also. So we're trying to plan them for the same calendar year. Yeah, to maximize right, to maximize, oh, maximize okay. well, I'm, I'm going to give you a little short, short on this. I've had both of mine done at them both at the same time. Now, that and, is and not as bad as you think, because it's like my doctor explained to me when I had mine done, you got good health, you're basically healthy, you know, good heart, mm-hmm. so, so forth. You're in the hospital for the first four days or so anyway. By the time that seventh day rolls around, you're moving at the same speed or whether you had one or two done at the same time. And it was true. And I only had to rehab one time that way. Mm-hmm. I can tell that it's been a while since you've had it done. My wife had a hip replacement done last year. She went into the operating room at 9 in the morning. At 1.38 yeah. in the afternoon, we're walking up the stairs at our home. It's, wow. It's an outpatient surgery. Uh-huh. Isn't that something? It's when how things I, have changed. I was at, uh, about a, six years ago, I think, now. Uh, playground yesterday. Right, you were talking about that. Uh, the, yes, the, and Marcus was there with his granddaughter. Was he was not just hanging out was, at the playground. Was, I was, I was <laughs> He's not being creepy. my granddaughter. I wasn't just stalking. Did he have moms. the van? The white van? Uh, it's not white. Van. It does <laughs> but, have windows. Um, the milk duds are melting in his there, pocket. There was a, a woman there that I introduced myself to, was talking to her, and uh, she uh, had her hip replacement done three days ago. Oh, wow. And was wow. walking around with her grandkid at the park, you know, at wow. the playground. Really? Wow. And this playground, uh, uh, for those, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, I sent it to you guys. Um, you know, we have a blog at www.snakesandotters.com. That's right. That's what you that saw. Someone could make a post on yes. and put some uh, pictures on. That we will. A very uh, uh, yeah, Cordon, accessible. Cordon, Indiana now is home to the country's largest fully accessible playground. And it's also the largest playground of any type in the state of Indiana. They spent... Uh, a total of $2 million, but on this particular playground... That's actually pretty cheap. This particular playground was a little over a million and a half. Uh, they did an additional two. The Possibility the playground in Corden. Possibility playground that's in one, Corden. Yeah, there you back. go. And uh, I was introduced or met a gentleman there by the name of Josh who has a, uh, a son who's in a wheelchair. 
and uh, he was the person pushing the whole deal. And I talked to him for a while. The playground was designed specifically to be fully accessible for kids in wheelchairs with whatever physical disability Amen. Amen. for the blind, special mm-hmm. things for mm-hmm. the blind. Oh, very nice. Special things for the autistic. Oh, uh, that's now that's impressive. And it is huge. I did a video mm-hmm. walkthrough of it, just going from one end to the other. And then down, Again, the, the, he down was there the one, with his granddaughter. I was there with my granddaughter, but and then just a, a quick walk down the wheelchair uh, thing ramp that goes through all of these things. There's a wheelchair wow. kind of runway. You know, there are times when I lose my faith in humanity. Two this kind minutes, of restores it a little. Two bit. minutes and forty six seconds of video. With no pausing, just a quick walk through to see everything. You could also post that to the Snakes and Otters I, YouTube I'll, channel. I will. It is absolutely amazing and beautiful, and I would have killed as a child to have this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> some of the features Although, are over three stories high. You know, That's nothing awesome. beats wow. the, 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 the stuff that we played on, you know. No padding, no rails. Everything's <laughs> rusted. Where you know the, yeah. the merry-go-round of death, yeah, yeah. Satan's yeah. tongue uh, slide. Yeah, yeah. three hundred degrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the monkey bars over the gravel. That oh, you liked the monkey bars, didn't I, you? Absolutely. Yes, I did. You had no use for them after a certain point. Well, though. That's right. Second grade. <laughs> tried to jump to the third bar and fell and broke both arms. Yeah, kind of. Both kind of, arms. Both arms. Same time. Same time. That's right. Yeah. I gotta wow. say that is an impressive feat to yeah. do both. I arms. would like to think so too. Yeah. In fact, um, where where I have my arthritis yeah. in my in my left hand is exactly where the break. Oh was. yeah, absolutely. Yes. So you know, it's yes. I'm not I don't have it anywhere else, but yes. they told me, yep, yep, that's where you did it. That's where it's at. Um, Cajun, I think you had the right idea though, because we've been on this bourbon break for. We, well, we, the bourbon break actually ended. I mean, basically, it's probably about time to start winding this one up. Let's, yeah, well, well, you know, there are a couple of things that you play. We need to talk about Alaska, but I also have some things I want to talk about overall that I think is important to to talk about. Uh, but let, let's talk about Alaska. And that's usually your main wrap up, anyway. I mean, well, I mean, you know, I, it's not always the wrap up, but no, I am good at that. Let him know. hammer. That's right. But you know, let's talk about Alaska. I really yeah. Let's get Alaska about. in yes. here because when we're talking about the commerce part. It really exploded because this was way out there. I mean, mm-hmm. the trains of supply to come in up that way, they just drove and inflated prices outrageously. Well, Alaska was well, worthless up to this point. Seward's uh, Seward's folly, folly yeah. absolutely. And it was kind of like, what did we do? Mm-hmm. And yet it's turned out to be one of the best investments we've had, I think, in many respects. Uh, well, yeah, who knew that the oil was there? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, at the time, uh, the biggest investment would have been seen for the timber. Yes, right. Yeah. And it's uh, there's something wild and untamed about that space. Still, I've not been there, but I know many who have. Well, you know, and that's a great point. Wild and untamed. Yeah, but it's so limited on the time period of the year at that point that you could actually work there. I mean, and get stuff done, getting the timber out, getting the gold out. Four months. Three months max. I mean, four usually four if it's extremely odd year. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, everything for that. You you brought it through via ship yeah, to absolutely. Seattle. That was the launching point for everything that went up into Alaska yeah, for the gold. Juno and Anchorage. Well, I mean, it's Anchorage um, is called Anchorage exactly. because but that's where you anchored. The, <laughs> the fun thing is in in Seattle, the national park system's smallest national park is in downtown Seattle in Pioneer <laughs> Square, which is Pioneer Square is the the old place in in Seattle. And it is the 
Klondike Gold Rush Museum for that for that whole thing. Preach it, brother. And wonderful, wow. wonderful national. I park. do like a good Klondike bar. And uh, you know, we had all the what outfitters would you do for and stuff Klondike come through bar. Seattle. Wouldn't you like they, to know? They were all there. Yeah. And uh, it was it was a huge endeavor. Uh, you're talking about these these individuals to just go up to Alaska and yeah. bring all the equipment, buy all their equipment in Seattle, take it up. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You were it was a huge investment. The amount of money they were risking to go up to risk their lives on something that they had no idea whether or not they were uh, going to yeah. strike it rich. Yeah, that's a really that's a really interesting point because the the financial risk to start oh, in Alaska was, was yeah, far to... bigger than anywhere else, yes. uh, any of the other American gold rushes. And there's yes. a there's a moment in the movie Wyatt Earp at the very end, uh, which I know you guys are not huge fans of it, but I really loved Kevin Costner's version. I'm Cajun, I think you really do like it, where the, Wyatt Earp never really succeeded in much of anything mm-hmm. uh, in his life. He was constantly running from different point to different point. And he and his wife, uh, at the end of the movie, that's where they're going, is mm-hmm. Alaska, because yeah. they, they don't really have anything to speak of. Yeah. And yeah. they're chasing that next new dream, that next new thing, mm-hmm. like so many. And they're on the ship, and she, Josie says to him, where's our gold, Why?" And she goes, it's right out there. Well, and that's kind of that whole mm-hmm. attitude and that whole approach of those pioneers that did this. They mm-hmm. were willing to risk so much uh, on an yeah. enormous Death. startup. Yeah, that's correct. Because this is not like California, where no. you know you can just you know, which was well, that its, was an arduous journey too, yeah, but to, not to this scale. to get there. But the environment itself was pretty hospitable when you got there. This place here will kill you uh, in the wintertime very, very quickly. Oh, it'll kill you during the summertime. For sure, that's yeah. right. Wildlife will kill you during yeah. the non-winter. Well, that's right. Yeah, it'll, I'm not even going to talk about grizzly bears. Uh, um, but I think the risk that you're describing yes. would describe any of the gold rushes that we're talking about, yes. either in America, British Columbia, South America. Mm-hmm. It is the people seeking to better their lives yeah. that, that fuel any of these uh, gold rushes. Or- Actually, I, I would dispute some of that because that's some of the commentary that I wanted to make kind of to, to uh, wrap some of this up. The gold rushes that happened within the continental U- U.S. borders, which technically you can count Alaska because mm-hmm. it's part of the yeah. American continent, um, is a bit different than almost every other gold rush that you will see. In what way? Because if you think about everything that went on in South America, uh, to where it started, are driven by European heads of states. Okay. All right. When you think right. about prior to the founding of this country, everything like that would have been driven by the monarchs. They are state-driven. Okay, I said correct. It had to be be with the cost. Well, and partially that was the cost. But when you get to the United States, the founding of this country, Mm -hmm. almost all of the gold rushes are driven by individuals. It is very much in the nature of the American psyche. It is is an American Mm -hmm. thing. The, the individual is going to go off and uh, seek to search to find to not just get rich, but it's it's part of that 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 drive to better oneself to to, to better oneself either financially or personally yeah. to explore mm-hmm. to seek something better than what we yeah, have. I mean, boldly go where no one has gone before yeah, to I, coin a phrase yeah. 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 
and Alaska really emphasizes yes, that. Yes, Alaska it, is probably Alaska the epitome. Alaska is the opposite to Texas on the southern side of the states. I mean, one extreme to the, the, the attitude, those people's attitudes is what I'm saying. Yeah. Alaskan people and the people that went up there and settled down, amazing people, self-reliant, self-sufficient. Uh, and let's not forget about the diphtheria outbreak around 1925, was yes. it, I think? And the 170-mile run on dog sled to get vaccine mm-hmm. to people out there. Well, yeah, this, the, yeah, the story of Balto. And the start of the Diderod, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the Alaskan I mean, gold rush is the epitome of rugged individualism. Oh, yeah, even oh, yeah. more so than the other. And it, it's really interesting how you talked about, Robert, how this is attitudinally different. I, I remember we've talked about it. I know you, not all you guys have seen it, but I know Cajun has the uh, the – the Taylor Sheridan miniseries with Sam Elliott, 1883. Yes. And I started it. But it, it I'm not it's finished magnificent. It. it really is. And it, it literally lays it out so clearly because Sam Elliott uh, and, and the, they have to lead a group of Europeans from Germans, Czech, primarily. Germans, Germans primarily. Germans, yes. and, and there's only one that speaks the language. And they uh, from there, and essentially they're going to Oregon. And most of them, of course, die. We've talked about this on the, on the mm-hmm. show before. But they 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 clearly explain to them and says we can't, we couldn't do this. We the reason we don't know how to do it is we weren't allowed to learn these things. Yes. Right. They weren't allowed to. They didn't know how to hunt, to fish, to well, do anything. They couldn't go pick wood in the forest because it belonged to the monarchy. I that's mean. right. And it, and it, it lays the out so Duke, clearly. Whatever. The, I don't want to say that, maybe I will say it, the evils of feudalism and the fact that the American experiment was definitely a reaction to that, to the betterment of all of us as humanity. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. here, oh, here, and sir. let's not forget here, here. Bass Reeves coming up here. Very oh, soon. yes, very much so. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, Taylor yes. Sheridan does some really great stuff. I, uh, even though Yellowstone is about to end, unfortunately, no telling when it's actually going to happen. But I know that uh, Andre over here is a big fan. That's yes, right. indeed. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to completely end. It's just going to go on to another format, well, I mean, which we, he's very well at doing. When one closes, he starts another chapter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 1923 is one of the best that first Well, it's season. like 1883. The exec said, when do we start season two? Yeah. And y'all didn't renew season two. I've just killed everybody off, basically. There <laughs> is no season two. Dude, That's I haven't right. finished yeah. watching that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, so, it, it's meant pivot. to be. It's meant to be Spoiler one alert. story. Yeah, it's meant to be one story, 1883. But 1923 is going to be two seasons, and that's it. And it, Bass Reeves, yeah. I don't know. Has he said if it's going to be? He has one? not said one way or the other. It has, it, we it, didn't it, hear anything down at the Yellowstone offense. No. So it's it's like the American American it airs just here in a few. What was uh, that, Marcus? The American version of Game of Thrones. Everybody dies In a sense, the, the American Pretty much. West, yeah. <laughs> well, it, yeah, in a sense, yeah. yeah only it's not. Uh, uh, no dragons. Which, which uh, house uh, gets to rule all. Mm-hmm. As much as it is, which individual carves out the biggest piece? Yeah, wh- wh- who, who preserves their, f- their in Yellowstone? Mm-hmm. It's about preserving the family's legacy and the links they'll go to to do that. I mean, we're big fans. You know, it's uh, interesting. I started watching Yellowstone. Not only the family's legacy, but the legacy of the land itself, Yeah, and that's where, kind of where I was going to go with it. Because when you watch the first uh, parts of first season of Yellowstone, uh, when you start really thinking about it, you don't really know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. That's the beauty of it, isn't it, though? That's Taylor Sheridan. Isn't because it? the good yeah. and the bad are a matter of perception. That's yeah, exactly two sides right. of the same coin sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody makes sense with their motivations. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know why John Dutton does what he does. You know mm-hmm. what you know his daughter does. You know what his sons do. And, and it explores all along. And, of course, it expands as things mm-hmm. are revealed and tensions escalate. And you understand why they believe... It's a, it's mm-hmm. a s- 
it's a classic study of motivations. And folks, yeah. that's good yeah. storytelling. She doesn't yes, it realize is. that she can't post her face online, right? Oh, that's uh, uh, I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> I need plausible we, deniability. We, had, we, 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 yes. we are in secret. Well, she doesn't have a Facebook page. That's for the page. scrapbook. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's for us to share. It's I was going to say my, we didn't my, bring our baklavas. No, my, my my dear wife is taking pictures of us sitting here recording all this. So. Well, you know, it's it's nice to have that though, just Good for, for our personal. I know for our own personal yeah, collection. Yeah. That's right, because you know we just never we just never think about that. You never know when you need an alibi. Well, that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know that that that's a great point. That's, that's very good. Point. That's very good. Um, but you know, and technically, we're not all in secret. That's true. I actually post links and everybody. Yeah, you hear true. my voice, you know who I am. That's, that's mean, true. Uh-huh. Well, no I mean, secret to me. If you know any of us, you probably are you going know, to you figure it out. Late. Well, and Andre's first question is when he first heard that he says, "Who's Cajun?" I said, "Well, let me tell you." So, uh, <laughs> that's a long story. It was because you were very distinct in your voice. Yes. We yes. need Cajun. We need. And God Marcus. is my witness. I, I would have mm-hmm. swore you grew up in Louisiana. That's right. That's we what everybody says. That. That's yeah. Right. yeah, it blends in perfect from Lake Charles, Louisiana, over. Going across the I-10 corridor in the Texas border. Uh, wow. You guys really need to get uh, your bios together so we can put them on the, the blog as well. Um, but you know, I haven't ba- even looked at the blog to be fair. Well, uh, you, don't, you don't even you don't realize that you're Roy Orbison. I mean, come on, of, of the band. I mean, I, which I thought was. A- I have looked at it and I have read quite a bit of it. That's right, okay. Robert with his luxurious this. hair. Come on, guys, it's a very great. It's a little uh, short at the moment, but well, I mean, you can Google me, Andre Bissett. You'll find right. all kinds Absolutely. of Absolutely, that's right. Uh, but you know, it's, I, I just I think that because uh, I know we we really should wrap it because we're an hour and fifteen minutes here, so we're pretty okay. much right at our limit. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, there's a lot of evil that that obviously did come out of all of the, these mm-hmm. because the things we did to the people who who were there. But well, on the other hand, to the it's, environment and to the well, yes, we some even, of the gold mining didn't even begin to very, get very just barely. Oh, and that. we've got much more to get back to with the Manifest Destiny lineup coming oh, into the West. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned I mean, that. This uh-huh. is really we, we did kind of well. We had a guest today and so forth, and branched off into various things. So but I it, mean, it's expected. But yeah. the gold rush, re- gold rushes, really are part of that Manifest Destiny. Very oh, much yes, so. It's this kind of it explains motivations again, which we've been talking about. Yeah, that whole idea of we were meant and ordained by God to tame this continent from sea to shining sea uh, goes a long way towards this. And whether you want to call that good or bad, you know, that's the it's reality. You know, that's historians sure. will debate that for a long yeah. time. We need to but, add another sound effect to the board. What's that? For a, for a speech like that, we need an eagle screech for the background. Oh, very nice. Oh, yeah. mm. America. Oh, well, yeah. you better wrap us up here. And what's <laughs> well, your final thoughts there, Mr. Hammer? Well, you know, not so, maybe not so much of a summation, but just I, I think that um, you know the, the gold rushes to me are a fascinating thing, not just because of uh, the great individual stories that come out of it, because there are some great ones. Yeah, uh, you know, certainly it's fodder for a lot of American uh, uh, folk legend and lore, but it, to me, it's one of those things that uh, is just such the epitome of optimism and hope. Yes, that is so much the American character. It's it's about human capital mm-hmm. more than the mineral capital, because well, that's that's what really makes California what it is. I think is, ultimately is the result is capital. Yeah. still that, called the Golden State. Yeah, that yeah. moves yeah. there and turns it into this. Yeah, for all our I mean, they went there. of it politically and, mm-hmm. and many in many yeah. things, it still is a shining 
city on the hill. Well, regardless of how much gold fever occurred and how much greed was happening, it is still a prime example of the American people reaching and motivating to better themselves, to reach something better, and improve their situation for themselves and their families. Their reach should exceed their grasp. And that is always messy. It is. And I will grant you that, and, and there are always issues that come out of that. But it... That's true everywhere. Growth is always messy. It, it is. Yeah, it's, it's and, an evolution. It's Darwinism in many and it, respects. And it's not always... Change in evolution. Uh, you know, done with moral means, uh, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things that that spirit is such a quintessential yeah. American but, thing. You know, moral obligations in the law always follow. It catches up. It, they do, we yes. We get there and we catch up. And again, we stress that there were people in California who understood that right from the beginning who knew that, yes, okay, people are getting rich here, but what would really make this, you know, the thing, Mm -hmm. what really makes California important is they really did right from the ground, right from the start, sit down, have a constitutional convention, think through what they wanted to be as a state. And they wanted to make a statement of, we want to enter the union as a free state. Mm-hmm. And and so there's there's a lot to that, that's again that that it can be that it, expansion doesn't have to be horrible, it it can be done in such a way that guarantees the liberty of the individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, obviously, I, I, well I'm, said, Martin. It, it, that's true. It can. Uh, it probably almost never is, and and certainly even with California, I'm sure that, you know. I yeah, I mean, they did. It's they, not done. There's always pain with growth. Yeah, they yeah. displaced yeah. the natives, no question. They did, and and there was environmental damage. But they tried in their moment. They were trying to build a better place. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I think that is. And yeah, and it's completely stolen from the Mexicans. I, uh, I'll grant you that. However, yeah, I mean, the every, Mexican every place or was the Spanish. The Spanish really had more control over California than the Mexican. That is people. true. Well, it was it was Mexican territory at the time of the Mexican War. It was, and but it had that had Santa Ana essentially stole it from Spain. the Spanish. From that's Spain, correct. yeah. And well, who wanna, stole it from the Aztecs? Well, that's correct. I mean, so, uh, I mean, it's more Castile control than it was Mexican for most of the time. That's correct. It was it was highly Spanish, mm-hmm. more so but, than, than the. The Catholic. point is though, Zorro, come on, people, go I, back to your childhood. I was going to go there. I mean, come on, <laughs> I beat him. I I know, yes, that's a, but, well, the point there. is, though, every place has been stolen from somebody. Somebody, yeah. yeah. Multiple yeah. times. Yes. And, and, you know, that's not something that... that Even the Womans. Yes. Well, you know, Romans stole, you know, all of Europe. From, from the Etruscans yeah. and, you know. Uh, As empires go, this was the big one. It was the big one. That's right. Yes. All so right. Technically, British Empire was bigger. Well, that, that's true. Well, it's that's entirety true. went one of the sun never set. Sun never set. That's right. Yes. Yes. Sun never set. All right. all right, all right, all right. Yeah, we, we've really... Uh, yeah. Pummeled the expert. I think we gotta hear what's coming up next over That's here. What code of honor, guys? We're gonna do code of honor next mm-hmm. time, and I've already already sent this out to the, the masses so they can kind of work on it. We've got a great quotation from Voltaire, one of my favorite guys, and you know he's got so my God, the man wrote twenty thousand letters and two thousand books, so we got great stuff to choose from. Mm-hmm. So come back and we'll get a little prickly, and we'll get a little deep. What prick? A little what? The, God, I swear I can't even. Give us a, a, a great prick, yeah. Oh my goodness! Smite him since you were awfully. That's right. Oh, Come on, Cajun. You don't you have that? Whip? Whip? Thank you. Let's look at those. We definitely need to add some some special effects. Wait a minute. I guess we could always do this. 
Oh, wrong one. Wrong one. <laughs> you tickled the wrong button now. Let's you go ahead and do yeah, that. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. That's right. That's right. Or the agonizer actually is one we should have used, but that's okay. Well, yeah, no, I just, I you know, a gunshot, a snap of the whip, you know, right now probably didn't manifest destiny time would work really well. All right. Join us next episode, folks. It's going to be great. We hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions. Remember, new episodes drop every second and fourth Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern, just in time for your morning commute. And every fifth Friday, we drop a special Hoopajube episode. Spread the word. We are on all the major platforms. And leave us a review. That helps others find us. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, as well as our website, snakesandotters.com. Join us next time. Same snake time, same otter channel. <laughs>